Welcome to PsalmsCast. I am Denise. Today is the sixth day of January 2021. Friends, let's continue to pray over the United States. It's great to be able to run into the shelter of the living God to take refuge. It is heart-wrenching to see the country of my birth, a country that I love, fracturing into pieces. Yet, God often allows bad things to happen, even to the faithful. God does not leave the faithful or abandon them. We can look to the prophets of the Old Testament and the apostles and the saints of the New Testament. God uses each one of them to plant seeds, to be world changers. Confession. I have no idea what is happening today. I have stepped away from all media for a time of prayer, praise, and reflection. God is faithful, and today's Psalms testify to this fact. Our five chapters today have us visiting Psalm 6, Psalm 36, Psalm 66, Psalm 96, and Psalm 126. I'm reading from the New English Translation of the Bible, also known as the Net Bible. At the end of today's podcast, for those who desire to go deeper into God's Word, okay, God in Noah's time did a great reset. We have heard that word often last year. God did a clean sweep, and all mankind except for eight people escaped the judgment with their life. The animals and birds that God entrusted to Noah on that ark have survived because they followed God's prompting and walked onto that ark and were housed with their foes. Only God could achieve this feat. And no, this is not a parable or a wives' tale. If it is in this book, God's Word, it happened. Today we are in Genesis chapter 8 and chapter 9. Heavenly Father, we come humbly here because we're seeking you. We ask that you would pour into our life your truth. We are desperate. We look to you for hope. We look to you to experience peace and to experience joy in the midst of chaos. Open our minds and open our hearts to all that you have here today for us and continually transform our life. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, through your life-giving words, lead, guide, and illuminate as we journey. Psalm 6, a psalm of David. Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger. Do not discipline me in your raging fury. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am frail. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are shaking. I am absolutely terrified in you, Lord. How long will this continue? Relent, Lord. Rescue me. Deliver me because of your faithfulness. For no one remembers you in the realm of the dead. And Sheol, who gives you thanks? I am exhausted as I groan. All night long, I drench my bed in tears. My tears saturate the cushion beneath me. My eyes grow dim from suffering. They grow weak because of all my enemies. Turn back from me, all you who behave wickedly, for the Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. The Lord has heard my appeal for mercy. The Lord has accepted my prayer. They will be humiliated and absolutely terrified. All my enemies will turn back and be suddenly humiliated. Psalm 36, written by the Lord's servant, David. An evil man is rebellious to the core. He does not fear God, for he is too proud to recognize and give up his sin. The words he speaks are sinful and deceitful. He does not care about doing what is wise and right. While he lies in bed, he always plans to sin. He is committed to a sinful lifestyle. He does not reject what is evil. O Lord, your loyal love reaches to the sky, your faithfulness to the clouds. Your justice is like the highest mountains, your fairness like the deepest sea. 
You, Lord, preserve mankind and the animal kingdom. How precious is your loyal love, O God! The human race finds shelter under your wings. They are filled with food from your house, and you allow them to drink from the water of your delicacies. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. Extend your loyal love to your faithful followers and vindicate the morally upright. Do not let arrogant men overtake me or let evil men make me homeless. I can see the evildoers. They have fallen. They have been knocked down and are unable to get up. Psalm 66, a song, a psalm. Shout out praises to God, all the earth. Sing praises about the majesty of His reputation. Give Him the honor He deserves. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. Because of your great power, your enemies cower in fear before you. All the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. Come and witness God's exploits. His acts on behalf of people are awesome. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the river on foot. Let us rejoice in Him there. He rules by His power forever. He watches the nations. Stubborn rebels shall not exalt themselves. Praise our God, you nations. Loudly proclaim His praise. He preserves our lives and does not allow our feet to slip. For you, O God, tested us. You purified us like refined silver. You led us into a trap. You caused us to suffer. You allowed men to ride over our heads. We passed through fire and water, but you brought us out into a wide open place. I will enter your temple with burnt sacrifices. I will fulfill the vows I made to you, which my lips uttered, and my mouth spoke when I was in trouble. I will offer up to you fattened animals as burnt sacrifices, along with the smell of sacrificial rams. I will offer cattle and goats. Come, listen, all you who are loyal to God. I will declare what He has done for me. I cried out to Him for help and praised Him with my tongue. If I had harbored sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. However, God heard. He listened to my prayer. God deserves praise, for He did not reject my prayer or abandon His love for me. Psalm 96 Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise His name. Announce every day how He delivers. Tell the nations about His splendor. Tell all the nations about His amazing deeds. For the Lord is great and certainly worthy of praise. He is more awesome than all gods. For all the gods of the nations are worthless. But the Lord made the sky. Majestic splendor emanates from Him. His sanctuary is firmly established and beautiful. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the nation. Ascribe to the Lord splendor and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the splendor He deserves. Bring an offering and enter His courts. Worship the Lord in holy attire. Tremble before Him, all the earth. Say among the nations, The Lord reigns. The world is established. It cannot be moved. He judges the nations fairly. Let the sky rejoice and the earth be happy. Let the sea and everything in it shout. Let the fields and everything in them celebrate. Let the trees of the forest shout with joy before the Lord, for He comes. For He comes to judge the earth. He judges the world fairly and the nations in accordance with His justice. And our final psalm today is Psalm 126, a song of ascents. When the Lord restored the well-being of Zion, we thought we were dreaming. At that time, we laughed loudly and shouted for joy. At that time, the nation said, 
The Lord has accomplished great things for these people. The Lord did indeed accomplish great things for us. We were happy. O Lord, restore our well-being, just as the streams in the arid south are replenished. Those who shed tears as they plant will shout for joy when they reap the harvest. The one who weeps as he walks along, carrying his bag of seed, will certainly come in with a shout of joy carrying his sheaves of grain. Psalm 126 is a very powerful psalm that reminds us that God will be faithful to us. And within this psalm, we are given our marching orders if we have ears to hear and an obedient heart. Verse 5, listen carefully and ask the Lord how He would have you walk this out in your little slice of earth. Those who shed tears as they plant will shout for joy when they reap the harvest. Are you planting? Does this information surprise you? Did you even realize that these words here are written even to our generation? God's word and God's plan are eternal. They're not temporary, and they are not obsolete. God's word always confirms itself. Do you remember Jesus talking about seeds? There is the parable of the sower and the mustard seed and the leaven, which you can find in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 13. In Matthew 25, you can read about the parable of the talents. In the book of Mark chapter 4, you can find the parable of the sower, the parable of the seed growing, and the parable of the mustard seed. I would also recommend each person spend some time reading through Luke chapter 8, Luke chapter 13, and Luke chapter 17. Dear listener, if you are seeking God and you desire to be obedient, He will be faithful. We will be like the one spoken of in Psalm 126, the one who weeps as he walks along carrying his bag of seed will certainly come in with a shout of joy, carrying his sheaves of grain. I do understand how challenging this is. Ask the Lord, be open to the way that He is leading you. You are listening to God's Word being spoken, not because an organization came and said, Hey, will you do this? No, the Lord put my foot on this path. And living transparently moment by moment, It is daunting and it is humbling, but God has never, ever abandoned me. He has provided equipment and projects for me to do so that equipment and services could be purchased. God took a person who was willing to say yes to Him. If you would like to be a sower, ask for prayer. Time is shorter than it has ever been before. Tell God yes. This is in Jesus' time. Jesus went throughout all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every kind of disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were bewildered and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest-ready fields. Jesus, you said the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And there are a lot more laborers in this world today now. But we seem to be quite distracted and quite self-absorbed when you are going to show us that transformation happens when we collaborate with you and become the kingdom and make the change in the world. And so we answer your call, which is to pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And so often we kind of punt. We kind of make that missionaries or people who just leave everything that they have and go into another land when... It's that and everything else that we ever do. 
The harvest is everywhere. There is need everywhere. There is need as close as a couple steps away. So come, Holy Spirit, and show us how we are the laborers and how we participate and collaborate with you in this harvest, how we make profound and eternal changes in this world, not just in our own lives, but in everything that is around us. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, would you join me in covering these prayer needs? Carol is stepping into a brand new role in her working life, and it's an uncomfortable role. It's one that she would not choose for herself. Her family lost their 22-year-old business because of the COVID shutdowns. They have been without income since March and have sold off all of the assets of the business. The Lord has opened a door for a temporary to permanent position for Carol. It's not glamorous, and it's not forward-facing. It offers a very humble but much-needed income for her family to keep current on their bills and to put food on the table. Please lift Carol up to the Father as the Lord directs you so that He will illuminate for her that this is the provisional stepping stone that He is using in her life today. And also, let's pray for Marty who is meeting with the surgeons today that will be operating on his left lower leg and ankle on this Thursday. Friends, my brother-in-law is not firm on his conviction of salvation. Let's pray that the Lord opens doors for us to pray with him when we arrive in Indiana tomorrow evening. On a personal note, I also need you, if you would, to please pray for me. I've been struggling with forgetfulness and extreme fatigue. Now, for those who desire to go deeper into God's Word, at the very end today, we continue the Genesis journey. Often, when looking at the depravity of our current world, I kind of get why God decided to destroy everything except for those that were on that ark. Today, we find out what happened to those that were on the ark. We are in Genesis chapter 8 and chapter 9. So if you would like to connect, to ask questions, to request prayer for yourself or for someone you know, to request a Bible of your own, if you're in the United States, I invite you to call or to text. The number is 470-240-1509. If you're outside the United States, we'd still love to hear from you. And the best way to do that is using the WhatsApp app or program. The PsalmsCast WhatsApp number is 1-470-240-1509. You can also connect or message through social media. PsalmsCast is on Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, and Parlor. In closing today, remember this thought from Psalm 36. How precious is your loyal love, O God! The human race finds shelter under your wings. They are filled with food from your house, and you allow them to drink from the river of your delicacy. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. That's it for today. I am Denise. I love you. I am praying for you. And Lord willing, I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Going deeper into the Word of God begins in five seconds. Going deeper into the Word of God, Genesis chapter 8 and chapter 9. Okay, yesterday was very intense. The book of Genesis is not boring by far. It is intense. It is deep. It is powerful. It truly can be life-changing when we see God for who He really is and how He desires to fellowship with those who are seeking relationship with Him. Those who will say, Yes, Lord, or when they hear His voice, answer, Yes, Lord, here I am. I once heard there are two books of the Bible that Satan does not want mankind 
to read. He wants them to ignore these books or to scoff at them. Can you guess which two books these are? Genesis and Revelation, the first book of the Bible and the last book of the Bible. Today, everyone is all obsessed with the cancel culture, wiping out what we don't like, removing statues from history because they are offensive. Newsflash, the cancel culture is not new. This has been happening since the dawn of time. Instead of worshiping the Creator they cannot see, people worship the things that God created. The sun, the moon, the stars, trees, rocks. As the sciences grow and morph, man continues to claim more and more power. These men claim there is no God. Stuff just sort of happens by chance, on its own. There is nothing, there was nothing, and then there was a big bang, and our solar system was created. The sun, the planets, the stars, and earth, which is unique in that it sustains life. It's all totally random. And over time, everyone bows down and worship whatever science says is quote-unquote fact. Here's a sad fact. Sciences today are more revealed by humans than Jesus is who hung on the cross for my sin and who himself proclaimed he is God's son. In his word, I am is his name, which is exactly what God told Moses to tell Pharaoh when Pharaoh asked who sent you. They are one and the same. Yes, some people get their panties into a wad about the whole Trinity concept, three in one, and I'm not even going to go there. But I will point out that one can have three identities. A man can be a son, a father, and a grandfather. Three roles, one being. That did not work out well for the people of Noah's time to be sitting there canceling God's culture. At least they could have claimed that no one ever told them. But today, God's word is throughout the earth. God made it available to everyone and to anyone. It's out there in digital form. It in written form. It's in audio form. It's in movies. It's in books. It's, it's in music. On and on. It is each of our jobs to share Jesus with others through our words and through our actions, through how we are living out our life. There is a huge difference between someone who slams their hand in the car door and screams profanities against God versus someone who does the exact same thing and cries out to Jesus. Our words matter. Our actions matter. How we spend our time, especially that downtime matters. If we come home at the end of the day, eat in front of the TV while getting caught up in whatever Hollywood or Washington, D.C. is pumping out day after day, with the exception of Sunday when we stream a church service, and that is what our children watch us consuming, should we be surprised that they are all caught up in gaming and creating alternate realities? Those people outside that ark just followed the example of their parents. Oh yes, they saw Noah. They saw his family diligently setting their face like flint and focusing on doing the chore that God gave them. Building an ark for a flood that nobody had any idea what that was. Noah's family chose to believe God even in the face of mocking, even in the face of laughter, cat calls and such. God shut them in. God protected them when the rain started falling and the watershed of the earth burst forth. The water kept rising until it covered everything, every mountain, every tree, every living thing died except that which was on the ark. That was God's righteous judgment. Today we advance into the next two chapters to find out what happened to those who were on the ark. 
So allow God's words to wash over you and through you as I read. Trust Holy Spirit to unpack it for you. Remembering the purpose of this section is for you to learn from the Holy Spirit how to apply God's truth to your life today. Genesis chapter 8. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and domestic animals that were with him in the ark. God caused a wind to blow over the earth, and the waters receded. The fountains of the deep and the floodgates of heaven were closed, and the rain stopped falling from the sky. The waters kept receding steadily from the earth, so that they had gone down by the end of 150 days. On the seventeenth day of the seventh month, the ark came to rest on one of the mountains of Ararat. The waters kept on receding until the tenth month. On that first day of the tenth month, the tops of the mountains became visible. At the end of forty days, Noah opened the window he had made in the ark and sent out a raven. It kept flying back and forth until the waters had dried up on the earth. Then Noah sent out a dove to see if the waters had receded from the surface of the ground. The dove could not find a resting place for its feet because the water still covered the surface of the entire earth, and it returned to Noah in the ark. He stretched out his hand, took the dove, and brought it back into the ark. He waited another seven days and sent the dove out again, but it did not return to him this time. In Noah's six hundred and first year, in the first day of the first month, the waters had dried up from the earth, and Noah removed the covering from the ark and saw that the surface of the ground was dry. And by the twenty-seventh day of the second month, the earth was dry. Then God spoke to Noah and said, Come out of the ark, you, your wife, your sons, and your sons' wives with you. Bring out with you all the living creatures that are with you. Bring out every living thing, including the birds, animals, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Let them increase and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. Noah went out along with his sons, his wife, and his son's wife. Every living creature, every creeping thing, every bird, and everything that moves on the earth went out of the ark in their groups. Noah built an altar to the Lord. He then took some of every kind of clean animal and clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled the soothing aroma and said to himself, I will never again curse the ground because of mankind, even though the inclination of their minds is evil from childhood on. I will never again destroy everything that lives as I have just done. While the earth continues to exist, planting time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night will not cease. Genesis chapter 9 God's covenant with mankind through Noah Then God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Every living creature of the earth and every bird of the sky will be terrified of you. Everything that creeps on the ground and all the fish of the sea are under your authority. You may eat any moving thing that lives. As I gave you the green plants, I now give you everything. But you must not eat meat with its life, that is, its blood in it. For your lifeblood I will surely exact punishment. From every living thing I will exact punishment. From each person I I will exact punishment for the life of the individual since the man was his relative. Whoever sheds human blood by other humans must his blood be shed. For in God's image, God has made humankind. But as for you, be fruitful and multiply. Increase abundantly on the earth and multiply on it. God said to Noah and his sons, Look, I now confirm my covenant with you and your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, including the birds, 
the domestic animals, and every living creature of the earth with you, all those that come out of the ark with you, every living creature of the earth. I confirm my covenant with you. Never again will all living things be wiped out by the waters of a flood. Never again will a flood destroy the earth. And God said, This is the guarantee of the covenant I am making with you and every living creature with you, a covenant for all subsequent generations. I will place my rainbow in the clouds, and it will become a guarantee of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, then I will remember my covenant with you and with all living creatures of all kinds. Never again will the water become a flood and destroy all living things. When the rainbow is in the clouds, I will notice it and remember the perpetual covenant between God and all living creatures of all kinds that are on the earth. So God said to Noah, This is the guarantee of the covenant that I am confirming between me and all living things that are on the earth. The Curse of Canaan The sons of Noah who came out of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now Ham was the father of Canaan. These are the three sons of Noah, and from them the whole earth was populated. Noah, a man of the soil, began to plant a vineyard. When he drank some of the wine, he got drunk and uncovered himself inside his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw his father's nakedness and told his two brothers who were outside. Shem and Japheth took the garment and placed it on their shoulders. Then they walked in backwards and covered up their father's nakedness. Their faces were turned the other way, so they did not see their father's nakedness. When Noah awoke from his drunken stupor, he learned what his youngest son had done to him. So he said, Cursed be Canaan, the lowest of slaves, he will be to his brothers. He also said, Worthy of praise is the Lord, the God of Shem. May Cana be the slave of Shem. May God enlarge Jacob's territory and numbers. May he live in the tents of Shem. And may Canaan be the slave of Japheth. After the flood, Noah lived 350 years. The entire lifetime of Noah was 950 years, and then he died. There is a lot here in these two chapters. I often think about the length of time that these eight people were stuck in the ark with all those animals, attending to their needs every single day. Feeding, making sure they had water, and cleaning up a lot of manure. I also think of the cacophony of noise that this many animals made in such a tiny, small space. After the Lord had been faithful to bring the ark to a rest, and God gave the command to come out of the ark, Noah built an altar to the Lord The first thing he did when he got out of that ark was to worship God, and he did this by building that ark and by offering burnt offerings. Our world is rather unraveling quicker than it seems than leaving a kitten with a roll of toilet paper. Yet, why are we not crying out to God, begging for mercy and grace? Why are we not turning away from what God calls sin. Why on the fifth day of 2021 have over a half million babies, that's 500,000 babies, been ripped from their mother's wombs? Oh, the blood that's on our hands. I am sick. The first verse of chapter 9 reads, Then God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth. Next time you hear someone talking about how the earth is being overpopulated, please hand them this verse. Killing babies inside or outside of the womb is murder, period. Anyone who teaches anything other than that word is a liar. 
because God clearly says in chapter 8, from each person, I will exact punishment for the life of the individual since the man was his relative. Regarding the curse on Canaan, there's a lot of speculation about this one. Woe to those who make fun of their parents. Ham is the father of Canaan. And instead of just cursing Ham, Noah took it to the next generation. Noah cursed his own grandchildren. This one is hard for us to fathom, but it really should not be too difficult. The traits of the child and how they treat a parent is often repeated over and over again. It is called a generational curse, and it is only by the mercy and the grace of the Lord that this can be broken. Jesus broke the curse of sin and death on the cross so that we could be free. We could be set free from sin and from death. And each day, it is a challenge to stay free. And the only way that we can do that is by working out our salvation day by day, seeking God, by obeying Him, by seeking His forgiveness when we miss the mark and we sin, and by changing directions and our patterns so that we will not continually live sinful lives. The best part of these chapters are the sign of God's covenant with the earth to never destroy all life on the earth by flood, the rainbow in the sky. The book of Revelation reveals that God will indeed never use water to judge the earth again. Today, we are one day closer to the time that is written of in Revelation. And no, it will not be by water.